Welcome to Rage Mechanics, the information security podcast that's now buy one, get one free. I want the free one. <laughs> if I buy just one, do I get the other one half off? No, this isn't public. We don't do that here. <laughs> Not, look. <laughs> listen to the damn My thing. Other it's buy one, it. get one free. <laughs> Not buy one, get one half off. Not buy no. two, get one free. It's buy one, get one free. <laughs> well, no, it's just buy it at 50% in the land of Publix. Mm-hmm. Because customer says so. <laughs> two for $5 or four for 10 <clears throat> So how you guys doing? Good man. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. We had a good day today. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Got to work with some kids today, and Paul and I, uh, actually the three of us, we presented the kids and um, went over cybersecurity roles and jobs and certifications and had a little exercise that we put together for them. And um, I, I, something I was surprised with with these kids. Maybe not surprised. Maybe that's a <clears throat> maybe that's not the best word, but impressed. Um, imp- yeah, impressed. Yeah, it was really, I like impressed. Really, really, really cool to see how engaged and how interested, and especially that girl that was asking. I mean, she's asking about um, forensic accounting. That yeah, that's what that, she's that was I'm, that was, I was surprising. Like, I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> I mean, the, Paul, lay a little background for who these who these kids are. Okay, so here in St. John's County, we our high schools have something called the IT Academy Program. And that program consists of quite a number of academies spread out throughout the different high schools here in the county, whether it being a business academy or a design academy, a development academy, um, or what have you. The one we dealt with today was the Cybersecurity Academy. And all the kids that uh, came on campus today to do a field trip came from that academy specifically. And many of the kids that came online or on site today, they actually, um, they were the members of the Cyber Patriot team that placed first in state. And, and, that, yep, and that pushes them on to nationals. Yep. And these are juniors and seniors from one of our local high schools. Yeah, so Which they, man, like in high school, I I was very much, uh, what episode of Dragon Ball Z am I going to watch today for the ninetieth <laughs> time, and um, how can I make my PlayStation play Japanese games? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, hey, yeah, oh yeah, and Halo, and Halo, Halo. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a I would say they're definitely ahead of the game. Yeah, I think Oh, big time considering that they're throwing out uh, you know, acronyms like DLP and IDS and IPS and knew what they were talking about. Yeah, that they're able to actually speak to it rather than you mm-hmm. know, repeat a vocab test that they were actually to have a conversation able to have a conversation about it. That was Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, just yeah. the level the level of questions they were asking and <clears throat> you know, their uh, just their interest and their composure and everything was really really refreshing. Yeah, and if any of those kids happen to find our podcast, our podcast, shout out! You guys are awesome today. Thanks. Yeah, for coming. we had a great time. Thanks. That, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Jordan. So the uh, 
the instructor told me that one of the students is going to be in our uh, network pen testing class that we're taking next week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. on spring break, she decided to, to sign up for a uh, pen testing class. Which, which which student did they say? Uh, I don't uh, think she wasn't there. She um, wasn't he there, said yeah. it, it's a. He said she's a short redhead. Very cool. That's awesome. That's an advanced class. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. So we'll have to we'll have to let her know. That is really cool. She's going to show us up. <laughs> so yeah, it, I, I wouldn't. And by that. the way, this is not a class that we are teaching. This is a class we're attending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secure Ideas is putting on. They put on some great training classes, and we are going. They're putting on two classes next week for spring break over spring break, uh, and a an application. What is it? Application framework testing. I think it's just uh, web application security testing. Okay. And a network pen testing class. And I know at least Paul and I are going to the network pen testing one. Is that the same one you're going to, Jordan? No, I'll actually I'll be going to the application security one. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah which actually, you know, Todd, it's different than the one that we went to. They've oh, enha- They've enhanced it quite a bit, and they now include API testing, which is something I'm a little jealous of. <laughs> but I think Jordan should be able to bring us back some good information and we'll bring Jordan back some good information and we can maybe begin instructing our own other employees at work or other work associates. I think that would be cool if we started doing more training for other people. Yeah. There's there's several folks from my team going to one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually eight going to the web app. Uh, pen test course and seven going to the networking so we have 15 people total nice did did they say which um which class the student was attending or is she doing the web the, app the network the networking network? very yeah. cool god that is so that's that's just that just adds to the awesomeness i mean <laughs> when i was when in high school talk- looking forward to spring break my did plan ahead my planning ahead for spring break in my junior or senior year in high school was Trying to score enough weed to last for the week. <laughs> <laughs> they they just, you know, when they were they were so interested not only in the talks and presentation and everything, but then they were asking for resources. Yep, mm-hmm. they're hungry. Yep, they want they wanted to learn more. Yeah, they and were they were the bit. they were so into the challenge, right? They were so into that challenge that we provided them. They yeah, just they wanted to continue to try to fix it. But I, I know someone may have added some extra dots. Somehow, incorrectly. No, the only thing that was wrong was we gave them a row to fill in numbers, and it threw them off, which... No, I thought you said that you added two extra dots. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a dot at the top that, that was in the wrong place, but it was one dot. And it didn't add to the value of the, of, the, of the final solution. It was just a dot that was in the wrong place. So explain, explain, the, okay. explain the challenge that, that, uh, that, that we gave them. So what we did was we took we printed out an example um, document that had a series of dots printed on it that were very light colored um, and what this is is <clears throat> this is a way that MFPs would actually um, identify the a printer serial number the print date print time sometimes the user um, and it was from a Xerox printer I yep. believe in 2000 was it Oh, I mean, it was in the 80s and early no, no, 80s. No, no, they came no, up no, with no. The when they, no, but, but when they broke it. 
Oh, 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 yeah, this sorry. specific one. It was one one printer that they were able to figure out. So what we did was we printed out a fake doc with the fake dots on it and um, basically handed them a empty table um, that uh, they could take those dots and plug it into the table to figure out the date, time, and printer serial number. Um, but uh, they, it, it was it was pretty difficult. Um, I'm, I'm a couple of them were able to get it, but it still was pretty difficult. And you know, not to mention the the rogue dots that we had kind of <laughs> a couple of them off. But they uh, it was pretty cool. Um, and the feedback that we got, I think Wayne is actually going to Wayne's the teacher that attended. Um, I think he's actually going to use that in his uh, his lessons. By the way. Cool. Oh, the, yeah. the printer dots? Yep. He's going to work on it, too, because cool. he was really, really interested in looking at it, comparing it, and had a lot of feedback, and he was he was pretty positive about it. So um, um, he's probably going to – I would see him doing something like that. And then uh, either way, it was a good challenge for them, and uh, they, they really seemed to enjoy it. So Yeah, I'd agree. I, I, I think it works out really well. Yeah, anybody that uh... – says that kids these days have no ambition and no drive or they're lazy or hmm. whatever. They obviously are not hanging out with the right kids. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. their perspective is skewed. You know, these kids may be, uh, you know, some of them may very well be your your typical sitting inside the house nerd playing video games and things like that, but every one of those kids that was in the room today is going to, is, is going to be successful. I mean, they're, they're at least going to be, you know, if they apply themselves half as much as they have so far, they're going to be just fine. And, yep. and keep in mind that originally we had 50. It went down to 19, and today 10 of 19 showed up. And mm-hmm. the reason the other, you know, 40 didn't show up is because they're studying for their AP classes. Yes. <laughs> one, one, okay. one, yep. one of the things Daryl mentioned is that we're probably going to want to do this a little earlier in the year yep. when they're not cramming for exams and end of the year oh, stuff. Sure. Yep. So we might be looking at a new time frame next year of around <clears throat> October, uh, which I think will be good. Yeah, see, I remember when we were going through planning the dates for it, she said that the first half is pretty much fair game because everything starts in the second half and that we were very limited with what we'd had this time. And goes the same for teachers too. Yeah. Yep. So good. I'm glad everybody had a good time today and it turned out really well. I was a little nervous at the beginning there, but uh, I think I think what it did was show me that I need to step up again too. <laughs> because I don't want them coming in and taking my job. <laughs> I think the thing that helped with it the most was how we formatted that presentation into a conversation. Yeah, where we got them of, to answer. They that yeah. got them immediately. Yeah, that that was pretty big. It, because you don't want to just death by a PowerPoint a bunch of high school kids. Yep, that would be terrible. I don't want to get death by PowerPoint, and I'm not a high school kid. So, you know, that'd be, if we just sat them there and they were like, yes, hello and welcome to the information security presentation (laughs) of which we will be reading directly from this PowerPoint made of bullets. Bueller. 
Bueller. <laughs> Fry. <laughs> It was interesting, though, the, the response that we got that when we were walking over to our command center, um, when, as soon as we, as we're walking over, the kids were really excited. But then when we got in there, they just locked onto that, onto the screens and the whole environment. And um, Daryl actually pulled Big me aside. Big screens, blinky lights. Yeah, oh, shiny. Uh, but Daryl pulled me aside and said that uh, Daryl and actually two of the other kids. Uh, mentioned that this was one of the most engaging and enjoyable visits that they've had so far. Yeah. Nice. That, that's pretty cool. So that we done good. <clears throat> good. I'm very, I'm very, very glad. Yep. So, so what's, uh, what's new in the InfoSec world that you guys wanted to talk about? Wasn't there a citrus or something? <laughs> I think Jordan was just afraid to say what he wanted to say. Um, Citrix don't hurt us. We're talking about your breach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <We, laughs> I, I, I hmm. the fact that they're they're saying well, not not yet confirmed, and they're going through basically how they think the. Uh, the breach happened, which they're saying right now was um, using password spraying. Um, they're still saying that no proprietary data, meaning no company data, customer company data, whatever, customer data. Well, no, no source code, no yep. customer data, although supposedly their exchange got broken into. And I can pretty much say that most exchange servers I've seen have customer information on them. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, but it's not it wouldn't be the same level of information if they were to like, you know, gain access to share file. Well, yeah. Yeah. But um it's still still an issue obviously, but um it'll be interesting to see how this is how this plays out over the coming days and weeks. It's already yeah, been three days and they're still saying we don't really know. That's, Although that's, I didn't, that's dangerous when a company that large is yeah. kind of just floating through an incident. Like, yeah, we're kind of aware, and we sort of know what's happening, but we're we need to hire people to help us because we don't staff the, the, the <laughs> people for this. How, how did you discover it? Well, we didn't. The FBI told us. <laughs> 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 one of our buddy, one of, one of our people is part of InfraGuard, and it came across in an email for the for the you know the weekly InfraGuard threat report. That's basically what happened. I really oh. am I really am surprised that nothing has um, been released about it, other than we think this is what happened, and we're looking into it. I mean, it's maybe that speaks to the severity, meaning that you no, know, truly that, that that they truly believe that nothing has been. Um, accessed by unauthorized, you know, people and groups. Well, um, or that it's really data. bad, and they don't want to say so. Yeah, or that. Yeah, that that actually tends to be the response that I've seen. Is oh, everything's fine. Oh yeah, there's a small, yeah, there's a small chance that this misconfiguration that we had potentially leaked some data, or this vulnerability is just so new, no one was able to exploit it. And uh, everything's patched and everything's good to go. And then three weeks later, it's like, uh, yeah, 47,000 hospitals had all their records. 
within some form of our system and every single data record leaked and now North Korea has them and is selling them to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> we just played that out. That was great. Yeah, and you're and you're just like, oh, okay, that totally. But they said everything's fine. Totally, everything's fine. They said though, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's like those BP commercials. <laughs> we're sorry. We're uh, sorry. Yeah. When, 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 after the spill, they're like, we're yeah. very very sorry that our profits were hit. And you're like, oh, okay, that's great. I see exactly what you're saying. Hmm. <sighs> that's like Box. Did you guys hear about that? Mm-mm. Yeah, we, we, uh, a link came through this morning talking about how uh, Box Enterprise accounts are inadvertently leaking sensitive data uh, because staff at those companies are sharing public links to those files in their box and not understanding that that pretty much opens up whatever folder it's in. Um, It was more of a user error than it was a platform issue. Sort of, because it doesn't necessarily outline the real permissions that are being given when you're publicly sharing that. If you're sharing by link, Mm -hmm. it's pretty (laughs) obvious what you're doing. I mean, I think so. I, I agree from our perspective, but um, <laughs> looking at but that's it from not a user That's not a problem with Box. I mean, I can do that like with that's any, what I'm saying. Yeah. any online file service. I, mean, I, can, I, I, I would very much say that's true. I would very much say that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a platform issue. That is definitely a user issue. They had places like uh, Apple have an issue, Discovery, uh, oh, okay. Edelman, Global public relations firm um i'm looking at it now and Herbalife. it has to do a lot with the complexity of the urls for those shared links yeah. that they can be easily guessed yeah uh okay see now that's a different story that's different yeah yeah if there's um if you're using you know sequential numbers or you know anything that's not yep either hashed or obfuscated in some way in the url yeah absolutely yeah, it's it's usually like I'm looking at at it now. The the format is usually company name dot app dot box dot com slash v slash file slash folder. Oh. <laughs> wow. So that I agree with. So back to how terrible box is. Company name slash sales. Yeah. Company slash com- documents. Company slash name slash accounting. Uh customer records <laughs> company name slash financials cia.app.box.com slash file slash passwords <laughs> nsa slash ghidra oh wait no no, no they did, that one's on purpose that one's on purpose <laughs> yeah that's a pretty cool development there paul yeah it is actually isn't it i like that um I like that the NSA is kind of going a little open source there. Well, except for if the NSA is releasing something, what else have they got? I, I would love to know. That would be amazing. They're letting sure. us have that. They've got better stuff. Of course they do. Of course. That's they like do. that's like the stuff the intern developed last week. <laughs> <laughs> they just walked in. They're like, "Yeah, go do that project," and he was like, "Okay, oh great, it works, great." 
Wow, now, we're gonna put this on now the fridge. Give that to the public. <laughs> but weren't wasn't there some form of Gidra already out that had been leaked to some extent? Or at least some of the NSA security tools that had been leaked. Yes. Oh, that was that through. was two thousand eighteen? Early? Maybe. Yeah, I'm not I don't know if it was Gidra or if it was something else, but or, sorry, so. isn't it Ghidra? Or is it Ghidra? I don't know. I said Ghidra because, you know. Because it sounds like a Godzilla monster. Yeah. I mean, it does. It was the Eternal Blue. I'm like, it's like blue, light, blue, something. Okay. The Eternal just like, Blue. Just like our shirts. From last Jordan, year. they're blue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our green shirts are blue. Yes. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> One of the things that was pretty cool today, going back to these kids, is the uh, when they were asking about one education and two certifications. And I think that we kind of stirred the pot a little bit when we um, when they asked about our specific <laughs> education. When I, when and no, I, nobody in the room had a bachelor's yeah, degree. Yeah, and I was like, I'm the wrong person to answer this question. I don't have my degree. I don't even have an associate's. Um, but it really kind of opened their eyes, and then the, Wayne jumped in and he says, "Well, what they're trying to say, <laughs> Jordan, yeah, Jordan, it goes back to that one thing all the oh, time. Love that and factor, <laughs> the and factor. They love that, by the way. <laughs> they did like that, didn't they? See, they were shaking. Wayne was shaking his head, and and Daryl, everybody was shaking their head. That was that was really cool. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, man, that is that is the golden ticket to success. Yep. Ah. <sighs> You're welcome. <laughs> you need to get that like trademarked and copyright or whatever, and this is mine now. Once we publish it, it's 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 publicly available and posted on the internet. I have proof that it's mine. There you go. <laughs> That's how that works. That's how that works. Speaking of the internet, we're uh, we're recording this on March twelfth, twenty nineteen, which is the thirtieth anniversary of. The World Wide Web, not the Whoa. internet, not the internet, but the World Wide Web. So this is when uh, uh, the original proposal from Tim Berners-Lee was submitted at CERN for uh, basically for HTML and the World Wide Web, uh, you know, browsers. That whole the, the the idea that everything is built off of gopher. happened today, thirty years ago. And Gopher. Yep, yep. You guys are too young to ever use Gopher. I, I actually remember using Gopher. Can you can you explain to the young people that might not know? I mean, I'm not saying I don't know what that is, but some so, other people that are listening might not know. Yeah, Gopher, Gopher in essence, was a sort of a, a stripped-down uh, version of browsers. There was no um, no... There were no graphics. There was no the layout was much simpler. Basically, it was just a, a document presentation, mm-hmm. but a very similar uh, functionality to HTML and a browser. Okay. But much more lightweight and designed for you know very slow links. Um, I'm talking you know 2400 baud, which is 2400 bits per second. Yeah. Oh boy. Flying. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it right now. That's uh It's very fast. Probably faster than my internet. 
I can vouch for that. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool, you know. Well, happy birthday, World Wide Web. Yeah. Did I say Tim Berners-Lee? Because what I meant was Al Gore. <laughs> Al Gore. That's okay. Now you're super serious. <laughs> but they, I've read a couple of articles today that uh, not not uh, angry, but disappointed. Berners Lee is with what the what his invention has become. Well, yeah, Why? he's just not like cat videos. Well, he doesn't like everything having an advertisement and oh yeah being run by huge, essentially being controlled by you know a handful of very very large corporations. They still can't stop hackers though. No, no. So whatever control they think they have is the illusion in this in that respect. I mean, they do have a lot of the control, but I, st- they, they can have it taken away from them rather quickly. Well, but it, his, you know, his outlook on it is who controls the content because that's what, for him, what the World Wide Web was all about in the early developers was a completely open way to share information. Right. You know, a very simple way for, really at that point was more technological and scientific papers to be shared and for anyone to be able to access them in a in a nice format and a you know a, a way that was easily consumed, but that was a, just a way to openly share information, right. not control information. Yeah, and unfortunately, what it's evolved into is. How can we leverage the data that we we can gather from our customers or our, our uh, well, mainly our customers and the people that are using our services? How can we use that data to generate revenue? How can we use that data to provide them a quote-unquote better service? Um, how can we sell that data? And it's, it's yeah, it's, we spoke about that in our presentation today. You know, and, and I get it. I, I definitely, I'm kind of the same way that it, I hate the, commercial aspects of things but you know that all the money that's been put into infrastructure mm-hmm. that yes is commercial and yes is all about making money and harvesting your information and whatnot well you know what we benefit from that to be able to do have high speed internet and have mm-hmm. dirt cheap storage online and you know all those kind of things are are benefits that we get off of the big machine you know that we can still use to do the open things and the the more for lack of a better term hippie things of being an open forum and sharing information and things like that you know so without the money we wouldn't be able to do that kind of stuff. You know, the infrastructure yeah, wouldn't be there. Absolutely, absolutely. There's always a trade-off when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. It's only, it's it's sort of like the IoT discussion we had yep. uh, last time and how, uh, you know, you trade off certain things for a certain level of reduction in privacy uh, for convenience. It's, it's pretty much the same way yeah. on the Internet for the Internet. So the only thing I don't agree with is... The ability for corporations to actually have control of what we're able to access and at what speed, depending on how much they want to charge us. Mm-hmm. Like <coughs> Comcast. Um, sorry, that cough hurt. 
or yeah. So the important part there is get out, vote. Don't, don't vote for jackasses that uh, just want to take money from lobbyists and approve things like killing net neutrality. Yes. Yep. You know, it was interesting that we we bring up IoT and everything today. Um, I was talking to one of the students and and Daryl about um, when we were going through. We actually in the command center, and uh, Daryl was asking me. So, with everything that we've talked about here, everything that you guys have gone over, do you have these devices? And I think they even asked you, Paul, when they asked about, uh, do you have an Amazon Echo? Oh yes, I they sure asked do. us in the presentation, and then they asked us in the uh, um, in the uh, in the command center. We were going through that, and uh, response was. Yeah, we still have them. We just do more that than a, I don't want to say normal, but a normal user would because there is that trade-off. There is a great convenience that some of these things provide, but you have to be smart about how you use it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And as you remember, we doesn't include me. I don't, ins- I don't see enough benefit to uh, have one oh, in my house. Oh. So. oh, yeah, of course, of course. And if you don't see benefit, there's no reason to do it. Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah, and we've, we've talked about this before. The only smart thing that I have from a smart home perspective would be... Um, Your wife, because it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, wow. That oh, that hurt me. <sighs> um, could you feel the heat from that burn, Paul? <laughs> yeah, like I said, that hurt me. That was bad. Man. <laughs> I didn't know we were. I didn't know we were throwing shade at each other uh, today. Sorry, my I, word. I couldn't resist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word! I mean, you're not wrong, but man, pointing it out is terrible. <laughs> I might have had too many beers before I started recording. <laughs> That's okay. We already In dog beers. Late. I've only had one. <laughs> In dog beers, is that what you just said? I've only had one. Did you guys happen to see the robocall? Um, I'm not sure if you watched John Oliver. Did you happen to see his skit on robocalls? So there's been this, uh, a lot of statistics are showing that this year, um, almost half of the, um, half of the calls that you receive on your cell phone are going to be robocalls. And half, at least half. It's mine's way more. And so, oh, I agree, I agree. Uh, And he was basically showing how people, even like when they do, um, they'll do news interviews about robocalls, and in the middle of a news interview, they'll get a robocall. Just, it just how often it happens. I Um, I usually get two or three on my drive home. Yeah. Yep. I, I. I get some. I was getting some today. I get some. It's just. It's crazy how often they happen. And uh, what was what was funny is he goes through the companies that that actually do it. Um, and these companies included like Capital One and Wells Fargo, some of the really big companies that are out there. And uh, then he goes and so to make it worse, to actually opt out of receiving robocalls for some of these companies, you have to handwrite a letter describing your intent and why. <laughs> And you have to physically mail it to a P.O. box. And then the change takes X amount of days to go into effect. And wow. blah, 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 blah. Wow. You can't call them and ask them. So what he did was he set it up. Um, he worked. Now, I don't really. Apparently, he really did this. 
Uh, he set up a um, program with some of the people that he's worked with. Um, he's a pretty aggressive guy when it comes to going after the FCC and things like that. But uh, And um, he set it up so that they would receive a robocall every 90 minutes to the top seven people in the FCC. Oh, nice. Talking about how... <laughs> Oh, are these really annoying? Well, that's terrible. Here's what you can do. Write me a letter. Tell me why you don't want to have these and send it to this address. And then I'll get back to you within 90 days. Talk to you in 90 minutes. <laughs> now, see, I have... So those are those are actually semi-legal. Yeah. I love the, uh, the, the large number of basically spoofed outbound yeah. numbers that I get. Um, but I, I kind of have fun. Mm-hmm. I actually pick up a lot of them. Yeah, I, I, I'll admit I do too. And it, it's a bad thing to do because then they know it's a lot, a real line, a real number. Yeah. Um, but I have fun with them sometimes. Especially oh, yeah. people that call, this is Microsoft and they have a deactivated license. Oh, now the Microsoft tech support ones. I, I have a Windows 7 VM uh, awesome. that I keep running just for the tech support scammers. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I call, I run in here and crank up that VM real quick. And I run through their whole deal, and just to see how long I can keep really? them on the phone. My record's forty-five minutes. Wow, that is awesome. The, that's uh, dedication, man. That's that's a little more. Uh, that's a little <laughs> a little more than I'm willing to, to dedicate to that. The uh, so the the usual one is they tell you that you've they've received an alert that you have uh, malware or mm-hmm. a virus on your system and. They want to check it out, so they get you to get on your PC, and they tell you to walk through a couple of things. And what they do is they have you open uh, Vent Viewer, mm-hmm. and they start showing you your system logs. And they say, "Do you see anything that's red?" Yeah, a lot of stuff. You know, it's, it's <laughs> freaking system log. Of course, there's red stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Well, read. Can you read one of them to me? And you read it. That means there's a hacker in your system. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, you can't shit. Tell me these things, man, because now I'm going to spin this up. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So then they offer to do a remote assistance session, of course, and they crank up a go to my PC or something similar to that. Yeah. And they start bringing up some more syslog stuff and showing it to you and how it's all red. And then they bring up a command prompt and they, <laughs> they basically do a, a DIR of all subdirectories. And every file, so that it you know takes fifteen seconds to mm-hmm. scroll by. And they go that that was your security log. Oh my god! Do you know how that's very very bad? That's awesome. That is so awesome. So in the meantime, they're kind of opening some windows in the background, and what they do is they they go into the registry and set a boot password. Ah, and they hold it. They, they, I mean, it's not bit locked or anything. It's just yeah. a boot password. But yeah. so they do that, and then. You keep going along with them, and they basically want to get to the point where they are going to sell you their antivirus and anti-malware package. Which is virus uh, and malware. I'm sure, yeah. It's all, it's a, <laughs> we would like to sell you a rootkit. Uh, yeah. So Please they start going through the, uh, the the one I kept on the longest. He gives that gets into that pitch, and he starts going through the prices. You know, how much it is for months, and if you want to pay for a year in advance or three years in advance and all this. And uh, so I let him get through all the pricing. And I said, so let me ask you one more question before I say yes. 
out of that pricing, let's say I go ahead and do, and it's, of course it's outrageously expensive. It's like mm. 300 and something bucks a year. Mm. So I'm like, if I, if I go ahead and agree to the $300 plan, how much of that do you get for the 45 minutes you spent on the phone trying to scam an information security specialist? <laughs> That's awesome. And of course, then they just start absolutely laying into it and cussing and they reboot the VM and it comes up with the boot password and it's like, what are you going to do now? You can't even get into your computer, motherfucker. And you start going off. And of course, I just restore the VM real quick and I'm right back into it. Restore the snapshot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nothing because it was a VM that I have set up just for your dumb ass. Wow. And yeah, they spent a couple of minutes cursing and I reply with quippy phrases and mm-hmm. they eventually hang up but yeah it's fun so it's a sport my, it's a sport it, that, it sounds like a fun sport to be honest my, oh, uh, I, the, the, medic, the medical ones are fun too I had one call me the other day that was asking for that they were selling uh, we're, we're acquiring for you at no cost mm-hmm. medical grade braces for your I chronic pain so they get on, you know, I always say, yes, one, let, please let me speak to a customer service rep. Yes, please. And they get on. Do you have chronic pain? Yes, I do. And where is the pain? Is it in your back? My gonads. Your, <laughs> your what, sir? Gonads. Click. Uh-huh. Oh. It's just fun. I don't know. So oh, weird. I have a story with this, but it's, it's not someone remoting in. It, it's, well, not to my machine. Um, and, Paul, I think I've shared this with you. But one of my family members um, un- unfortunately passed away a couple of years, or a year ago. And um, we, yep, you, had you to, we had to figure out how to get into uh, his accounts. And, and we were able to because he saved his passwords in, in Firefox. And we were able to reset things. And we had access to his Mac. And anyways... So um, what ended up happening was um, another family member of mine uh, called the bank um, for the accounts of of the person that passed away and um, goes through. They basically gave them the entire story, their entire life story of what had happened, why he passed away, when he passed away favorite bubblegum flavor everything under the stars that you can imagine so they built up this whole rapport and then the person at the bank that i'm not going to mention here uh puts them on hold and says i'm going to transfer you to our um to our um i can't remember the name of it but it was basically dealing with deceased members accounts and things like that they transfer and they uh the line is disconnected two minutes later they get a call back. My family gets a call back from someone saying, hi, this is blah, blah, blah from this bank. And uh, we were calling about the recent death in your family. We were going to help you with this, this, and this. And then the they give them even more information about what had happened. And they said, well, here's what we can do. Let's do this. How about I remote into your computer and I'll walk you through setting up everything in all of his bank accounts so that everything is closed out and good to go. So... Uh, my family yeah. member gets on the computer, lets him remote in, lets him type in his, oh. Uh, his. Oh wait, but here's the best. He typed in his badge number, guys, in a text document. He opened Notepad, typed his name, and then typed his badge number, so you knew it was legit. 
Well, sure. And then, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, he gave him uh, he gave him the password, had him log into the bank accounts, and um, funnily enough, he actually did help them. He actually did move stuff where it needed to go, and he moved things around and reset things that needed to be done. But I took their laptop after that and says, you guys don't need to use this. You need to get a new machine. And I still have it. I haven't. It's been off. It's not connected to anything. Um, and I went back and looked at the history. And uh, lo and behold, this guy was trying and trying to pull funds and transfer funds to accounts in Russia and China wow. from the accounts that, we, that were being managed. But he was also doing it from accounts that they didn't even talk about. So then I dig a little bit deeper and find out that he actually installed TeamViewer and was remoting into this machine and monitoring the sessions um, of my family member and was gathering passwords and information using that. Wow. And uh, we had to go through and um, I called my family and I was like, you need to check uh, this account. And they go in there and lo and behold, luckily the bank had blocked it, but it was like a thousand dollar charge that he was trying to send out. And then when that one failed, he panicked and tried a bunch of other sites. Um, yeah, and so then after that, long story short, after I scolded this family member and helped them pretty much reverse everything that was done um, and, and fix what, what they needed to fix, they get a call two days later and they do the same thing all over again. <laughs> so we had to have another two-hour conversation with them telling them why they don't do these things. <laughs> Human nature is to trust. Yep, exactly, exactly. And the thing, their, their response was, it was, well, they said they were from this bank. I said, okay, if I call you and I say I'm from this bank, can you dispute it? No. <laughs> Not really. My, uh, I've got a cousin that posted something on Facebook today. He's an IT guy as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he got a call from, finger quotes, Citibank, um, with requesting some information, or wanting to speak to him about some problems with his account. Mm-hmm. So he started stringing them along as well. And, uh, you know, they wanted to verify that they were trying to play along. So, you know, we need to verify that it's really you before we speak about your accounts with you. So we would, uh, you know, we're going to send you a text message with a verification code. Is that okay? He's like, absolutely. Okay, what number would you like us to send that to? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, I I already see where this is going. (laughs) I already see where this is going. Wow. He's like, um, don't you already have a number on file? Well, y- yes, but we'd like to verify that we have the right number. Could you give us the number? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, we're going to make you think we're using two-factor authentication. Wow. When really Sally's just going to send you a text from her phone and say, mm-hmm. Hi. yeah, wow. Uh that can be so infuriating sometimes hearing those stories. <laughs>